This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hello, I'm Mark London and welcome to this special edition of the Standard Podcast. Stars of London's stage celebrated in Mayfair at the 67th Annual Evening Standard Theatre Awards. Tom Hiddleston, Jenna Coleman, Sheila Atim, Hayley Atwell, David Tennant and Sir Elton John were among the celebrities attending Sunday's Claridge's extravaganza. The event was hosted by standard proprietor Lord Lebedev with help from Ian McKellen and presented by Susan Wakoma. So who triumphed after the judging by writers and critics, including our own Nick Curtis? We'll get right into it with analysis from our culture team. But first, here's a snippet from Sunday's glitzy ceremony. The 2023 Evening Standard Award for Emerging Talent. 2023's Most Promising Playwright. The 2023 Award for Best Design. The recipient of one of this year's Editor's Awards. Put your hands together. Now, Fleabag star Andrew Scott won Best Actor for his role in Vanya, beating shortlisted normal people actor Paul Mezcal for his performance in A Streetcar Named Desire. Here's Jenna Coleman's speech on Scott's behalf. I would like to thank Simon Stevens for his generosity and his hilarious and devastating adaptation. Rosanna Vyse for her extraordinary wisdom and her impeccable eye for design. In truth, I missed the company atmosphere, so I would really like to thank the stage management and crew for being so fun and patient with a saddo, lonely actor. And it's over to Nancy Durrant, Nick Clark and Nick Curtis. So Andrew Scott, a uh, very deserving winner there. Second time he's won, he won for Present Laughter back in 2019, playing Gary well. S and I, and that was fantastic. And this Vanya was, I think, you know, all of us went into it with us slight hesitation but um you say all of us sadly it was so popular one of us couldn't get to see it <laughs> and, and i'm now even more gutted uh, he was clearly yes. uh, absolutely brilliant yeah it was a bit of a tour de force actually sorry about that <laughs> i think i said at the time though i thought i i never forgot that i was watching a very a very important performance <laughs> but it but it but it is i mean you know he's just won an award for it. Yeah. it it is it feels really kind of you know, I could like I said at the time. I think I could watch Andrew Scott Potter around a kitchen in a silk shirt for days. <laughs> Absolute just, acting uh, masterclass. Yeah, I mean, brilliant. that's the thing. I've seen him do a monologue before. We have, you know, we, yeah, uh, we gave Jodie Comer Best Actress last year for for the one woman show Prima Facie, where she was just mm. playing one character. I think what was what was different about this one was that he's playing eight different characters, and they are all absolutely pin sharp, so distinct. So good, yeah. 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 I think his his particular brand of charisma, I think, has a warmth to it that makes this a kind of ride that you go on with him. Yeah, you know, and it's also it's what made his Moriarty such a deeply complex emotional yeah. experience to watch. Actually, <laughs> absolutely, but yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. Such a worthy winner. He's about to be playing Tom Ripley as well, so you know, he's, I mean, can oh you my think god, of better casting. Make me so, <laughs> I mean, uh, so confused. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Terrific. No, great win. This time I'm staying, I'm staying for more. Meanwhile, Nicole Scherzinger took home the Best Musical Performance Award for her show-stopping turn in Sunset Boulevard. Here she is in conversation with Standard's arts correspondent, Robert Dex. 
It's intense. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. I do seven shows a week. So much respect to everyone in the theater community who do seven, eight shows a week nonstop. And to make each show as if it's the first and the last, <laughs> it's, the, it's grueling. Speaking of musicals, which was judged London's best? There was obviously uh, a late entry to this category, Sunset Boulevard, uh, which deservingly won its own awards, but I think Best Musical was, it was Guys and Dolls to lose that, really, because it was such a piece of total theatre that um, had had everything in it. You know, the the sets were incredible, the immersive quality was incredible, the stage management team there were wonderful. You had established musical and comic talents, Marisha Wallace, Danny Mays, Mm. Celinda Schoenmacher, but you also had this extraordinary debut from Andrew Richardson, who, you know, had not acted on a professional stage before. I know, which I still cannot believe. And just arrived with this fully-fledged, suave, debonair (laughs) leading man. There must be more. (laughs) 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 his biography off yeah. yes yeah um, it was I mean it was obviously designed to uh, to sort of you know to, to shore up the bridge's finances I think after after Covid and it's doing that well you know I, I've sent loads of people to see this and they've all loved it yeah absolutely yeah. I mean make, putting the audience right in the middle of 30s Broadway is uh, this magical version mm. of Broadway is mm. is so wonderful I mean, and you know Nick Heitner directing it has done an absolutely stellar job here but I just think also what lifts it above Sunset Boulevard is the, is the musical itself. It is just one of the best musicals of all time. Whereas I'm not sure you'd ever say that about Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. As good a production of it, it yeah. was. Yeah. But this, you can see with Guys and Dolls, amazing production, amazing musical, and you can see it can run and run. But yes. it's also, you know, I think it can be so difficult to breathe fresh life into a classic, but yeah. it, this was just genuinely knockout. I haven't yeah. seen something like this with a, with a classic piece of work ever, really, I think. I just, it was, yeah, it's, it, you, it was a, a genuine joy. I took someone to see it and she was just absolutely ecstatic all the way through. It was wonderful. Likewise, I took a friend who is sort of their one theatre visit a year and they came out going, I can't believe what I've just seen. Yeah. And take me again, please. Yeah. <laughs> one of the nice things about this year's awards is quite often, you know, it comes at the end of the year and most most productions are finished, but you can go and see Guys and Dolls. You can go and see The Motive in the Queue. You yeah. can go and see a couple of the other yeah. shortlisted things as well, including Dear England, you know, which was, we can say, the runner-up, I think, yeah. uh, to, to best play. So that, that's, you know, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's been a great year. Yeah. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear more coverage from the Evening Standard Theatre Awards. Why not hit follow in the meantime and give us a rating? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. 
Welcome back to this podcast special for the 67th Evening Standard Theatre Awards. This year, two Editor's Awards were presented to Ruth Wilson, acknowledging her marathon 24-hour show, The Second Woman. It reinvigorated for me what theatre can be, how different it can be, and actually we can break the mould of straightforward narrative theatre, which is two and a half hours long. You know, let's experiment, let's play, and let's make an event. Let's get people back into the theatre and give them something else. And to Sir Elton John in recognition of his collaborative approach to musical theatre, including The Lion King, Billy Elliot and Tammy Faye, which was also nominated for Best Musical. It takes a long time to get a musical together. We've been doing this for about ten years. And finally it gets... It gets when it starts going, it's the, the machinery starts rolling better. It's not an instantaneous thing. It has lots of stops and starts and revision, rewriting, but... In the end, it, and when you get there and, and it's good, it's very much worth it, you know. A streetcar named Desire co-stars Patsy Ferran and Angela Varson shared the Natasha Richardson Award for Best Actress for their performances in the Tennessee Williams Classic. And here's Varson's reaction. That just felt so nice to win with your friend and with an actor that you really think deserved the award. Like, it just felt very special and very rare. And I, I know these things don't really happen very often so i was just kind of taken aback <laughs> so that was a turnout for the books too yeah i can't oh, so good. i can't tell you how uh the uh, in the for the judging panel we were sat around the room i think all of us felt this was patsy ferrand's to lose because that was such a great story her coming mm. into streetcar no desire to play blanche dubois after lydia wilson had to withdraw through injury learned the part in a week absolutely smashed it out of the park and so i think you know we all sat there thinking it's got to be patsy ferrand but the, then two or three people started saying but angela varson is such a tremendous actor she's been yeah. nominated before and didn't win she's sort of unsung she's sort of you know she's always brilliant in everything she does and uh, we just sort of said Let's give it to them jointly. Yeah, because she matched her. Yeah, absolutely. She exactly. did. And brought, if Patsy brought something new to Blanche, which she absolutely did, I've never Completely. seen that character played in that way, and it totally so opened it up for me. Yeah. But then Angela did exactly the same with Stella, who's always been a bit of a side character, a bit of sort of garnish to the grand dame playing Blanche yeah, yeah. Dubois. Yeah. But here, as you say, absolutely matched it. She was so compelling, you couldn't tell you. And you know, gave the character inner life, yeah. which often yeah. the character doesn't get. I know, and she doesn't normally stand up against Blanche in that way, but she did it. It was subtle, yeah. but it worked so well. And, and I think Tennessee Williams said this was a play about a pair of sisters, and this is the first time I have ever felt that to be true. And yeah. it was fascinating, because when this production was first announced, the buzz around it was the fact that Paul Mescal was going to be playing yeah. Stanley Kowalski. Yeah. But by the, end of, by the end of press night, you absolutely knew it was about those two women. Yeah. Well, and yeah. you get the feeling, I mean, both Patsy and Angina are sort of theatre's best kept secrets now they have done screen work but yeah. Yeah. tv and film you know hasn't embraced them in the way that theater has and garlanded yeah. certainly patsy with loads of awards and clearly they need to be garlanded with yeah. many many more because yeah. uh, they are absolutely wonderful stage presences and because there was such a focus on on patsy's extraordinary feat in learning it and doing it you know turning out a fully fledged performance it was also hard for the cast who had rehearsed you know right mm. up to the moment of previews yeah. with another another actor and suddenly you know had to recalibrate everything yeah. and I think you know kudos to Mescal as well for yeah. you know he was so hot when that opened just had the Oscar nomination he served that play perfectly but the, it was the two women who really hit home in that I think so I'm delighted that they both got it absolutely yeah. Jack Thorne's The Motive and The Cue, set behind the scenes of the 1964 Broadway production of Hamlet, which starred Richard Burton and was directed by Sir John Gielgud, was named Best Play, and its director Sam Mendes also took the Lebedev Award for his dedication to theatre.
so I was chairing the judges, uh, which means I don't have a vote, but um, but I do get to corral the chat. And there was a big old chat over this one because the, the 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 nominations were just stonking, I think. And there are two absolutely amazing works, particularly for me, of of popular theatre about popular events on this list. Um, both of which I, the judges agreed. I know um, Nick, you would remember this that would bring new audiences into the theatre. But this mm. one kind of rose to the top in quite a hefty discussion, actually. It's a really, it's just a really bloody good play. Yeah, and it's a it's a love letter to theatre. Yeah, you know? it's about it's about John Gielgud directing Richard Burton in Hamlet on uh, Broadway. It's it's supposed to be uh, the the production was meant to mirror a first rehearsal. So it's about the process and the craft of theatre and about how stardom works and how you know stars rise and fall. I just think it's a, you know it, it's it's grown on me since I saw it actually mm. and I'm looking forward to seeing it again when it transfers mm. to the yeah. West End in a there week was, or so. There was something about it because it wasn't just a bundle of impressions which it no. could have been. Yeah. Um, it sort of dealt with I mean it was a clash of class, clash, clash of old th- uh, thoughts versus new ones mm. in the theatre. It was about creativity and how sometimes it's really hard to make things and how sometimes you rub up against each other and in ways that possibly a lot of people who go to the theatre couldn't really comprehend So, I th- but I thought it really did it clearly I think the creative team Sam Mendes has talked about it you know uh, have experienced this in the rehearsal room and it's a lovely sort of lifting back of that, that curtain it's also about fathers and sons yeah. and, and you get yeah highlights of Hamlet which I also like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah. and, and also what I really wanted to say about it I, I really love this but it left me, and I'm not going to spoil this because it is transferring so people can still go and see this, but it left me with one of the most indelible, indelible final images of the year from theatre. Mm. It was an absolutely stunning final image, and it's stayed in my head throughout the year. So, uh, But it's not just that. I mean, it's everything about it. And the writing by Jack Thorne, absolutely stellar for yeah. me, I thought. Um, so, yeah, all, all in all, a very worthy winner, I think. Absolutely. And here's what Thorne said. We did it during lockdown. Sam suggested the idea to me when I was completely on my own and literally jonesing for theatre. I tell you, the weird thing was writing about directors for a director and not just any director, Sam Mendes. And you're going, I'm writing, this is how John Gilgood directs this scene. And he's sitting there going, yes, maybe. There's much more awards coverage in the Standard newspaper throughout the week and online at standard.co.uk. Plus, you can hear full versions of the interviews in this episode and so much more in a special awards edition of the Standard's Theatre Podcast, which is out today. We're back on Tuesday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.